Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Talks with Sato. In this new weekly podcast, we will bring to you different and interesting guests around the world of Bitcoin, particularly people that are trying to build something on Bitcoin. In our first episode, we have the founders of Money on Chain, one of the biggest and most reliable decentralized financial applications that leverage this wonderful and incredible asset. Now, without further ado, let's see what Manu and Max have to say. I made a, an agenda for today's spaces to give a little bit of structure. I think we should first begin by asking Manu if you could do a little introduction to this whole concept of talks with Sato, and then we can move on to a little short introduction by Max on the Money on Chain platform. And then I would like to talk about the, the, the backstory of how the platform came to be what it is today, the philosophy be behind it. And if we have some time, we can finish by the plans for the future that, that you both have. And throughout the whole spaces, I want the, the audience, if they have any questions, if they have anything that they would like to know, they can either comment and I can ask that question to either one of you, or if they want to request the microphone to ask their question themselves, that's also would, that would be great as well. So if that's okay, I think Manu, if you want to start with a little introduction of Talks with Sato. That would be perfect. Yes, uh, perfect. Thank you, Thomas. The idea about Toxic with Sato is an idea of, of the badgers of, you know, uh, Money and Chain now is a decentralized protocol. Uh, we, we, we are the, the, the founders that built the protocols. Originally, we, we are Bitcoiners. Money and Chain is progressing each time more to be as much decentralized as possible. So we, we are uh, uh, our Spanish account in, in Twitter, the, the community account is already for several months, nearly years, been a, a community-driven account. And now we are, what we are building is more uh, our, our we, we want to build the community also in, in English. We are fairly well known in Latin America, especially in, in, in Argentina, where most of the founders are, are from. But we are not very well known in, in English, in the English community. The idea is to, to start building these Twitter spaces to talk about what uh, we are interested in, that is Bitcoin, and mainly on, on what Bitcoiners are building on top of Bitcoin, mainly on, on Bitcoin layers too. So talks with Sato are, are going to be Twitter spaces to talk about protocols, stuff being built on top of Bitcoin layer one. Sometimes it could be about Bitcoin layer one, it could be about philosophy of Bitcoin, it could be about whatever any Bitcoiner is interested 
and it will be hosted by Manion Chain Community, which is one of the protocol that that is building some stuff on top of uh, on top of Rooftop mainly. Um, but it's, it's a community-driven uh, Twitter space that also is going to have a, a podcast. So if Bitcoiners want to listen afterwards, these Twitter spaces is going to be recorded and publishes, published as a podcast. Main idea, again, is to, to, to build community, to, to share ideas, to talk about things that we are interested in. And the idea is mainly to do it each week on Tuesday, 17 hours Argentine time, but depends where you are. <laughs> For example, you are in Australia. I think right now it's like six o'clock in Australia, uh, Thomas. Yes, yes. Today I, I woke up a little bit earlier, but this space is what was, was worth it. Yes. So... And again, it's a, a community-driven uh, space. So if you want to talk about something in particular, just uh, you should propose the, the subject. You can write to, to the Money on Chain OK account or connect in, in the Twitter account in, in English, uh, sorry, in the, in the Telegram account in English and, and propose what to talk what would you like to, to, to talk about if you know a new project, a new protocol, a new initiative? Because there is many, many new protocols and new stuff that are being built. And a lot of this stuff are not well known. Actually, by, by uh, myself, I, I don't know a, a lot of projects that are being built. I imagine all the Bitcoin happens the same. So it's like a space to talk about these things that we are interested in. Perfect, perfect. That's a, that's a perfect introduction. And yes, it seems like now more than ever, there's there's more and more things being developed on Bitcoin and it's hard, hard to keep track, but it, it also makes it a very, very exciting time to be involved in the Bitcoin space. I will also ask people that if you have any particular guest that you would like us to invite to the spaces, please share them with us as well, because that will help us create better spaces and better experience for all of you as well. And before I move to Max, I, I wanted to ask a very simple question that I, I know is very simple, but because this is our first space, I think it would be a good idea to to explain it. Who is Sato? Sato is, is a pet that we invented that maybe it represents, it, it depends. Uh, every, everyone maybe has a, a different idea of what is Sato. For, 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 my, for me, it's, it's a community of Bitcoiners uh, trying to build something some stuff on top of Bitcoin, building new things. So for me, Sato is 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 a pet, but also is ourselves. Maybe is 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 also the badger. That the pet is a badger. So you know how how Bitcoiners, some Bitcoiners identify themselves. I I identify a, a lot with that, and seems other people also. 
uh, in many, in, in especially in many on-chain users, but also not the users. So for, for me, it's, it's, it's a budget, and it's also it represents the the, the money on chain community, which is also a Bitcoin community. Yes, because there there was a voting that the community did to name our our, our mascot, and Sato was the the winner. And in Spanish, we have charlas con Sato, which is talks with with Sato, and now we're expanding into the English speaking community as well. So, with that introduction, Max, I would like to give you the microphone so that you can explain a little bit to people what Money on Chain is, in case they find this recording later and they they don't know about the protocol or already. I think it'll be good to establish first what it actually is. Okay, thank you for the introduction. Well, basically, Money on Chain is the first Bitcoin uh, collateralized stablecoin protocol. So the idea behind Money on Chain is uh, to have a stablecoin that inherits the immutability and decentralization from, from Bitcoin and at the same time to provide a way to, for Bitcoiners to earn more sats providing liquidity to the protocol and, and, and making the, the stablecoin that uses Bitcoin as collateral uh, a reality. So basically the, the protocol has three tokens. The first one is a stablecoin that is pegged to the US dollar and the collateral is 100% Bitcoin. The second token is called Vpro. It's, it's like a Bitcoin, but with a little bit of leverage. That means that when the price of, of Bitcoin goes up, the price of Bitpro goes up a little bit more. And the third token is the MOC token, that, that is a governance token for the protocol. It's the token that allows the voting process to take place in a decentralized way. I I think that that is the best way and the most concise way. So that that's a perfect introduction to begin the the spaces. So the first question that I had, or it's not a question, but the topic that I would like to delve into, and this can be either for Manuel or for Max, depending on who wishes to to answer first is to go into the backstory of the protocol because money on chain is very unique in the way it works. There, there is no other protocol like money on chain. So I want to know how it came about, what, the, what were the influences and what were the early days when you were discussing the idea and how you took the idea and actually built the platform itself. I am fascinated by that. So I would like to know more. Well, the, the, we built Money on Chain or, or we start Money on Chain, the idea of Money on Chain, because it, it was a, a need for us as, as Bitcoin. 
I am involved with Bitcoin since, I don't know, early. I, I start acting actively in the, in the community since early 2013. Uh, and back in those days, uh, there were very common that the only way for people to get away from volatility was leaving dollars in an exchange and the process to transfer uh, dollars in an exchange to a bank account was almost impossible. And the hacks in the exchange were happening every month or every other month. So the necessity to have a stable coin, a decentralized stable coin, was pretty evident for us. Um, I, I remember the launch of Tether. Tether was a wonderful solution, but um, immediately after the launch of Tether, we realized the problems with decentralization, that, that you depend in banks and financial systems and, and people taking care of the dollars that are behind those stable coins. So we started to think about how can we create a stable coin that uses Bitcoin as collateral. And we tried, I don't know, dozens of ideas and models and, and protocols. And I remember one time we had the, the BitPro had an, another name. It was T-Pro. It was called T-Pro. And it, it worked differently, not, not exactly like today. So Manuel asked, is this a token that you would buy? And I said, no, no, definitely not. So we start over again and we created the, or we designed the BPRO as our dream token. So we said, what I would like the VPRO to be, well, that is exactly how we designed the protocol. So basically the protocol was designed by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners to cover the Bitcoiners needs to allow the, the, the normal people, I don't know, users, enterprise to use the, the, to use the Bitcoin network or to use the Bitcoin in a stable way or in an in a decentralized way okay that that's perfect yes and i will i will agree that sometimes i i look at bpro and it does seem like the the dream token <laughs> so i think that if you set up to create that i think it was very successful. I, I I wanted to ask about the because you you mentioned that there was a need for the stablecoin and that uh, Tether was helpful, but it was not exactly what you were looking for, and that what kept you driving trying to create something different. And I am still very intrigued on how this structure of money on chain came about. So what were your your early influences? What other protocols besides Tether were you looking at? If you can elaborate a little bit on that, uh, I would love to know. Well, when we started working in Money on Chain, there, there were no stablecoin protocols. 
when when we started with money on chain MakerDAO did, didn't exist the the i remember two stablecoin protocols that two protocols fails one was called new shares i think it has the, a dollar that it was called new dollars but that wasn't on a blockchain that was it was a multi it, it, it was something like terra luna like that like the way they were trying to handle terra luna at the end with the foundation and and, and a treasury well it was a protocol like that so definitely that protocol was not an influence on how to do things uh, actually it was an influence of, of, about how do not do things. And the other protocol that we knew when we started working with Manion Chain was a stablecoin protocol that was running on bit shares. But it was almost the same. There, there were no, we thought that that protocol wasn't a good idea. and. Uh, that protocol was ultimately meant to fail, and that was hard, that, that exactly that happened in the end. Uh, I think that BitShare collapsed when we were starting with Money and Chain, so we didn't take influence for, from other protocols. We we start researching and trying an error and making simulations and deducting formulas and proving mathematically the concepts. It, it was a, a lot of work. Uh, at the end, we came up with this protocol, but we, we didn't fork, neither we took any idea from other protocols. Uh, even the, the Governance token was a, a, a fresh idea, a, a new idea in that time. In that time, people wasn't thinking about governance token. In that time, it, it, it was uh, the, IC, the first ICO era in 2017. So people was minting and creating tokens with no value and no function. I think that that was something revolutionary about money and chain that we create a token that was very important in the in in in, in the protocol. It it is a token that assures that you are going to have decentralization. And, and sometimes people ask, well, why don't you use the BitPro as a governance token? Why why don't you give the governance to the people holding the collateral in the protocol. Well, the problem with that approach is that when you start a protocol and the protocol is small, pro probably you have less than $1 million in the protocol, anyone can came to the protocol and lock enough collateral to uh, attack the protocol. So that, that is why using the BitPro as a, a governance token was not a good idea. That is is very interesting. I I never thought of using people as the governance token, and it's very interesting that you were already thinking of 
a governance token when it was not the the norm for a protocol to have it. And now it seems like every protocol has a governance token. So you are very ahead of the curve there and in in many ways. One of the things that you mentioned is that you did a lot of experimentation and testing and there was a lot of math involved in the equation. And one of the things that people always tell me when they read the Money and Chain white paper is that they love how the, you can see all the formulas there. And it it makes sense, which a lot of protocols, they, they tell a beautiful story, but there is not that that work behind it that actually makes the protocol function as it should and make it successful. So I want to ask Manu to join you in the conversation. How was it when, when Manu told you these ideas that he had and what was your, your reaction and how did you both went from idea to actually implementing well, it was uh, it was tough. <laughs> I, actually, I, I didn't understand very well about Bitcoin, uh, much much less about uh, the idea of building a stablecoin. I, I, I had the, a click with 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 Bitcoin and the protocol when I I I I, I was working in my whole life. I, w- I was working before in multinationals and using fiat and, and bank accounts. And when, I, when we started to, to build a manual chain, uh, I, I needed to make a payment abroad and I couldn't use my bank account that I was holding for since I was, I don't know, 18 years old. So uh, when I, I, I was, I, I, it wasn't in, in current Argentine government, it was an, in a maybe more liberal government than the actual one. And really realizing that I, I, I was not able to use my money in, in such a simple, simple transaction that I, I needed to do. I need to, to pay something in the United States with my money in Argentina. I, I realized how important was first Bitcoin. And then as it was in my early days in Bitcoin, I was so afraid of the Bitcoin volatility, not understanding the Bitcoin volatility, not, not understanding how, how the price moves or, or I think it moves. I realized that having a I, when I understood Bitcoin, I understood that having something like Bitcoin, but stable in the time and in, in, in dollars terms, I thought I immediately understood that that was something important. And actually at that moment, uh, Tether was, the market cap of Tether it was like $1,500 million. So it was very small. The, the, the stablecoin market or concept was most people were, were not talking about stablecoins in the crypto world, in the Bitcoin world. Tether was very, very, very early days. So I understood that, that building a stablecoin, but with something, some properties like, like Bitcoin 
would be something important. But really, I, 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 you need to have a lot of imagination because <laughs> what we know now as the DeFi world didn't exist. The DeFi term didn't exist, actually. It was a, a concept that was developed in, uh, in 2019, 2020. Uh, so I, I thought that building a stablecoin completely decentralized was something that could be very important for, for humanity, especially for people living in countries like Argentina, like Zimbabwe, like uh, Lebanon, like Tokyo, and maybe for trackers in, in Canada, for human rights. And if trying to build that, being able to build that, if we succeed, because when we started, uh, I didn't know if we, if, if we, if this was possible, actually, most people uh, were telling us, you, you are crazy, you are totally crazy. It's impossible to build a stable coin using Bitcoin as collateral. Uh, so uh, I thought that if we succeed to, to do this, to build this, and this works, well, this is going to be something that maybe is going to be useful for a lot of people in the world, and it's something interesting to, to be involved, to, to spend some time working. Um, and that's really my, my main reason why, uh, how we started building this. Uh, it was something that we, we thought, and actually I think it's important for, for humanity in general. Not, not only money on chain, but just what we are building with Bitcoin, what we are building on, on trust minimized solutions for humanity. If we don't build these solutions, uh, the, the al alternative is to use a completely centralized financial system, which much, much less freedom for all. So what we are building, I think is important for, not only for us, but for our kids, for our family, for our friends, for humanity in general. Yes, no, that's that's very very true. And anybody that has had that has known the flaws in our traditional financial system, I think, can can also attest to to that. One one thing that I, I wanted to touch on because both you and Max spoke about how being in Argentina made it very obvious for both of you that we needed these kinds of solutions and we needed this kind of innovation. And one thing that I, that I, I noticed, because I've been living in Australia for the last six years now, is that here, that is not so much the case because the financial system here kind of works for most people. And I am seeing that a lot of innovation, like for example, rootstock, Right, Money on Chain is working on Rootstock, and Rootstock got started in Argentina as well. And Money on Chain was born in Argentina as well. So I just wanted to see if you guys have any any comments on this, like necessity being the mother of invention, like it's often said, and the role that that played in creating Money on Chain. Regarding uh, a stablecoin. Like, like, like the dollar on chain, yes, 
uh, stablecoin in general and DeFi in general is is you can make a lot of money uh, and and you 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 have a lot of financial advantages and that advantages could be useful anywhere in the world. Actually, I think most of the of the money in in DeFi is from institutional investors or, or early or, or some uh, mo most big holders are from the developed world because you you can do leverage operation you can do you can operate in money markets uh, without restrictions and there is a, a lot of opportunity that you can make but of course if, if you are talking about a censorship resistant stablecoin it makes much more sense that kind of solution for someone living in in Lebanon, in Venezuela, in, in, in Zimbabwe, when I talk, I, I have friends now, uh, virtual friends, because I never met with them. But when I talk with Bitcoiners living in, in those kind of those countries, uh, they immediately understand the, the need of a censorship-resistant uh, stablecoin, on a stablecoin that you can hold and nobody can steal. Uh, nobody can 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 take you away. Uh, so yes, I, I think Bitcoin in general, censorship resistant solutions, trust minimized solutions are very important for especially for 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 people living in 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 places where the risk of of not having sound institutions of not having civil rights is important. Yes, yes. So to me, it's, it's, it's no wonder that we're seeing a lot of this innovation coming from places like Argentina, where there is a lot of very talented people, a lot of very smart people, and there's a lot of need for these kinds of solutions. I wanted to to ask Max if you can talk a little bit because one of the things that I think that makes money on chain really really great is the the connection between the Bpro and the doc holders and that and how is attracting two different kinds of people that have different objectives and allows them to collaborate even though they, they don't need to know each other, they don't need to trust each other, but they can collaborate and they can each get what they want and both end up better from that collaboration process. So if you, I don't know if you, if you can talk a little bit about that. I think that's very, very interesting. Yes, that, that was, that was the, the idea when, when we create the protocol. So Basically, the dollar on chain needs the BPRO in order to exist because the BPRO is a token that allows the over collateralization and that they allows the dollar on chain to be stable. And at the same time, the people holding the dollar on chain, the people who need stability, um, transfers the potential gains of the Bitcoin they were holding to the BitPro holder. So at the end of the day, the BitPro uh, earns a little bit more when the price of Bitcoin goes up and the dollar on chain has no 
has no volatility. And what is interesting is that you, you uh, a few seconds ago, you said, well, people in Argentina immediately understand why the dollar and chain is needed. But in, in countries like Australia, we have financial institutions that works well, so we, we don't need something like the dollar on chain. And that is true, and that is something that we thought about when we designed the protocol. So probably in Australia, you don't want to, you don't need the dollar on chain because you can trust your financial institution. But in Australia, you probably are going to be interested in the bid pro because it will allow you to earn uh, a passive income or a little bit of free leverage in, in your Bitcoin. So that works in, in, in that sense also. Probably some guy in Argentina would be way more interested in, in the dollar on chain because it can it allows them to hold dollars and to not uh, risk their dollars in the local financial uh, system. And that allows people in first world countries to bet in the price of Bitcoins going up. Yes, Manu, please. Yes, uh, I, I also want to mention that uh, sometimes I also I'm, I'm quite surprised about uh, how a lot of people that are using stablecoin don't realize about the differences about uh, a completely centralized solution like like USDC, Tether, whatever stablecoin that you, you are using. Um, the dollar and chain, because even if for 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 most of uh, I don't know the bitcoiners using stablecoins is is important censorship resistant decentralization and blah blah blah. At the same time, I think most of the bitcoiners are mainly using tether and completely centralized solutions. So sometimes easy to use and and just having on 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 central exchange it making having very easy access to 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 the solution uh, prevails in 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 user acceptance so in a way it's important but i don't know how much important for at the end is for a lot of users it's something that i questioned myself at, at the beginning actually when we were talking with max uh, when we were building this the assumption that we had is that the 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 demand for dollar chain will be infinite and actually the maybe we are <laughs> not communicating very well and maybe it's our problem but uh, the the demand for dollar and chain up to now is much lower in from my point of view of what i i expected always there is a possibility of minting a much more dollar and chain than, than the the total availability in the in the protocol there, there is always uh, uh, dollars that can be minted and the demand for Bipro is huge. So maybe when I asked that question to Max in the early days about 
how should be the, the, the BPRO for, for Bitcoiners to use it. We succeeded a lot on that because the demand for BPRO is very, very high. But something is uh, is missing on the on the dollar on chain. That's a question that sometimes I, I make myself. I don't know, Max, if you see it's the same or not. I think it needs time for people to discover. I remember when we started working in this protocol that people used to tell me nobody cares if the protocol is decentralized. Nobody cares if the protocol is secure. And I, I always said security is important, decentralization is important, the stability of the protocol is important. And when things went wrong last year, when Terra Luna collapses and, and some other stablecoin stable lose the peg, the dollar on chain keep buying one to one as always. And in that moment, I realized that we were right. Decentralization is important, security is important, and all these aspects that we take a lot of time and effort to build a protocol that will last, I don't know, several hundred years are important. And at the end of the day, people will realize the day after tomorrow, something is going to happen with one of these centralized coins and people will understand that decentralization is important. Yes, I think you're, you're 100% correct. I think I'll it's almost like decentralization doesn't matter until it matters. And when it matters, you better have it because if not, you are in trouble, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like, I I sleep a lot, a lot easier knowing that I have dogs there that nobody can prevent me from using. And when I need to send money to my family back and forth, it's much, much easier to use something like Doc than having to go through the, the traditional system. So, yeah. I, I, I have heard hundreds of times people telling me, hey, you, you should take a look about what Celsius is doing. You should take a look about Terra Luni is doing. Terra Luni is fantastic. Oh, but BlockFi, BlockFi is, there is nothing better than BlockFi. You won't exist because BlockFi and Celsius and Terra Luna will kill you. And you know what? Celsius, Terra Luna, BlockFi are not here. And Manion Chain is a decentralized protocol that is here and will be here no matter if I still here. Yeah, yeah, that's that that that's very very powerful because we we often forget, but many many of the protocols that were labeled to be this amazing thing, they're no longer with us, and the people that were in those protocols when that happened, those were the ones that had to pay the price. Now we're forty three minutes in. And I want to encourage people to ask any questions if they want. And 
I would like to start to ask about the, the steps that Money on Chain has taken into becoming more decentralized over time. I know there were some, some big moments relatively recently. So if we can elaborate a little bit on that and then on the future plans for the protocol, I think that would be a great way to start closing the, the spaces. Okay. Um, well, regarding decentralization, the, the protocol is, is not 100% decentralized, but is decentralized enough. There are a couple of centralized things still, but there are minor things that, that are not really important. If you want to make an important change in the protocol, whatever change, not important, whatever change you want to make in the protocol, you have to go to a voting process and you have to get the approval of the mock holders to make the upgrade to go through. There is no way to upgrade the protocol. There is no point of centralization there. The only things that are the, the same with the web app, the web app is decentralized, is running on top of IPFS. That, that means that there is no proprietary server involved there. So the, the only point of centralization that exists, the, the, that exists today is a panic button that can be disabled whatever the mock holders want. And the key of that panic button is in the hands of the, of the foundation. So if something very wrong happened with the protocol, the founders has the, has the ability to stop the protocol. But we cannot make any change in the protocol. So if we decide to stop the protocol, what users can do is just vote to... Suppose that we became evil and we want to destroy Manion Chain and we decide to use our panic button and press the panic button and stop the, the protocol. Well, what users can do is just to vote to disable our authorization to handle the panic button and start the protocol again. And the other point of centralization that still exists is the rewards to the BPRO holders. The protocol means and recollects those MOC tokens every month and send those tokens to the foundation. And there is an automator in the foundation that handle the request of the MOC of the BPRO holders. That is also not big amount of MOC token holders that, that the foundation is handling for that. So the protocol is fair enough decentralized today. And the next step in decentralization is, of course, removing those two points of, this, of centralization that still exist. Yes, I think, I think it's very common for these kinds of projects. They, they have to start very centralized with the, the initial team having the ability to work on the protocol and develop it. And ideally, they would grow more decentralized as time 
goes by. And I think that the money on chain protocol has has been doing that very quite successfully. <laughs> and if you look at yeah, if you look at the at the history, you can see a clear path towards more and more decent decentralization. Exactly. Yes, this, this protocol started 100% centralized. I, I remember the first deploy on 2019. We had this. Um, we had a multi-sig account, and with that multi-sig account, we had the ability to do whatever we need to do in the protocol. Um, of course, that doesn't is the case anymore. Now you have to vote every every change in the protocol. Yes, Manu, do you want to something? Yes, only to clarify, just in case, is uh, the panic button, the only thing that makes is that nobody can mint nor redeem the tokens. If you have dollar on chain or Vipro or, or any token, or any that token is the mock token, you will be able to, to sell it in any decentralized or centralized exchange or, or, or exchange it. Uh, um, peer-to-peer, uh, -peer. but it's only disabling the, 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 the minting and the redeeming of the tokens. And it's to prevent any, any kind of attack. And again, it's important to, 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 to clarify that that is something that uh, MOC token holders can vote to, to take away. And it's, a, it's, it's like the last emergency thing that we only because we are super paranoid about security, but we hope we never need to to use it. Well, I think if if you're gonna be paranoid about something, uh, being paranoid paranoid about security is is not a bad idea. Uh, I just, I just wanted to to touch on what are what are the things that you that you're working on, or where do you see money on chain? developing or growing and again i encourage everyone in the audience if they if you have any any, any questions now would be the time to ask because we're getting closer to the hour mark so what is the future for money on chain well i would like to see adoption increase in 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 money on chain we are not actively developing anything in Manion Chain right now. We think that Manion Chain is fine as, as it is. I, I remember in the past we had like a huge roadmap of derivatives and things that we wanted to do on, on Manion Chain. But like one year ago, we realized that all those ideas that we have of derivative lending, etc., are great ideas, but to build on top of money on chain and not on money on chain. So now we want to keep the protocol as simple and robust as, as possible. That is why last year we proposed and vote on removing the BTCX because the BTCX was a wonderful tool, but was something that was making the protocol very difficult for the people to understand. So we removed the BTCX and now you feel, we feel very comfortable with the protocol. And we are working in another protocol right now, 
we Mimblabs, the, the, the foundation that designed Money and Chain, we are working in another project that is called Flipago. And Flipago will create a set of stablecoin nominated in local currencies. And that will allow the access of normal people using the local currency to access DeFi tools. So, for example, you will be able to lend Argentinian pesos or Colombian pesos in a lending market similar to Compound and earn a high interest, interest that the bank would pay you. The same applies to take a loan. You will be able to take a loan paying a lower interest rate than the bank. So our focus right now is in, in Flipago. And the, we will have two flavors of Flipago. One flavor that will be Bitcoin only. That means that the collateral on Flipago will be dollar on chain. And another flavor that will accept USDT and USDC as collateral. Okay, that, that is, is very interesting and I can definitely see a use case for that. Like if you are living in Argentina and you're using a DeFi tool and you're getting a, a loan out and that loan is valued in American dollars, it, it's, it puts you in a very challenging position because your your pay is always going down against the, the the dollar so your loan is always harder and harder to repay so i can see that as an important tool to have and i i actually i i really like what you said that money not being actively developed as much because i do see like the protocol has matured in a way that it really doesn't need anything else it just works the way is intended to work, and I think that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 not one of those protocols that constantly needs to come up with a new thing and tweak this and tweak that. It just works. Yes, uh, we are we are building Flipago with the same mathematical model of money on chain. So later, if the mock holders want to upgrade the mock protocol to become multi-peg, so for example, we'll be able to have a dollar on chain or an, and an euro on chain and a join on chain, etc., they will be able to do it. But probably that is not something that we go into in post. The, the option will be there if the community wants to do it, we are going to do it. But again, we like the robustness of the protocol as is today. Yes, I, I can agree a hundred percent. I wanted to ask: Will Flipago have any any benefit for the mock holders? Yes, some of the the governance token of the Flipago protocol is called FLIP and there will be an airdrop to mock holders 
since the the Flipago was is based in the Manion chain protocol and the Manion chain protocol belongs to the MOC token holders. So there will be an error for the MOC token holders, of course. Oh, that, that, those are wonderful, wonderful news. I don't know if either of you have a closing statement because we're getting close to the hour. And then we have the the famous final question from the Talks with Sato that I will ask after. No, just to close, decentralization is important and collateral is important. Perfectly, perfectly well, well said. Manu, do you have any, any closing statement? No, I, I agree. And, and I'm very happy that the, the decision on, on the roadmap of Manion Chain belongs to the to the MOC token holders. Is If someone wants to propose something, to change something, to, to do whatever they want with the protocol, is something that we cannot impose changes. If, if we think about something to, to change with Max uh, or the other co-founders, we will propose. Uh, those changes and so sometimes we we, we have like small changes that we might propose but i think is this this way of making it simple is and it's the best it's the best thing for for certification and for security for the protocol if it works don't try to fix it yes very very well said so now we're gonna start to close with the famous question asked specifically to you two, but I, I will also encourage ed, anyone that is listening, if they have their own answer, they can put it into the comments. And the question is, what would you ask Satoshi Nakamoto if you met him? Or what would you say to him? Oh, I wouldn't ask anything. But I, I, uh, I, I would say thank you. I think that's probably the, the best answer I've heard so, so far. Manu? Yes, I, I, I don't want to be a cliche, but it's, it's like, uh, yes, I, 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 I'm so, so thankful to, to Satoshi. It's, it's like... Is, is especially again as we 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 said before, no people living in countries like Argentina, uh, having having a technology like like Bitcoin is uh, uh, is like something so much important that is only thanks. That that's the the most important thing to to say. Uh, I, I have some questions, but it, it's not important, really. It's not important. I, I, maybe I will keep it. Should, should. What are those questions? <laughs> Let us know. Uh, the, the main question is what do you, you are going to do with the one million sats? You lost the key or you burn it? The one million bitcoins that he holds. I, I think it's that that. that that thing is might be important, but it's important in the short term. In the long term, it doesn't matter actually, and it's more like something 
is anecdotal. Uh, it's, it's not re a really important thing. Uh, um, yes. Mainly, and I, I, and from my point of view also, Satoshi, I, I really think is, the, I don't know if it was one person, I think it was many many people, not only one people, so it, it's it's like, like Money on Chain is not one people, it's many people normally that builds a protocol, and one thing is what started being Bitcoin, and, one, and, a, a, and another thing is what is Bitcoin now. So sometimes when we say, we are all Satoshi. I really think that we are all Satoshi. Uh, actually, Bitcoin is more uh, like a, a, a social thing that we build together. Is is maybe one or two or three or ten cyberpunks started the movement, but now it's it it exists because thousands of people are are building and using this technology, and and this is like social sociological political movement it's more like that for me yes yes perfect yeah i whenever someone asks me why would you ask satoshi i always say i would ask for the key to his one million bitcoins <laughs> so before before we close we have one question from legosi so legosi is asking do we are we focusing more on getting Uh, applications within Rootstock to integrate with Doc, or mostly preferred to use Doc in the physical world. Oh, oh, that is an excellent question. I I think that well, um, both things are interesting, but we created Money on Chain thinking about real people. But if People want to play with dollar on chain and, and playing. I'm referring to DeFi. If you want to make DeFi in, with dollar on chain and, and all strange things, that that is okay with us. But we we create the dollar on chain to help real people in countries like Venezuela, Argentina, Colombia, etc. Yeah, at the, at the end of the day, the beauty of permissionless protocol is that you know, anyone can, can use it for whatever they prefer to do. So I think this, this has been a great, great first uh, talks with Sato. And I invite everyone that, is, that has been in the audience to join us next week. We're going to bring another set of guests and we will continue these conversations. And again, if you have any specific topic or any specific guest that you would like to suggest to us, please get in touch. Either send a message to the Money on Chain Twitter account or you can join our Telegram group or the Discord server and we can continue the conversations there. So Manu and Max, thank you. Thank you so much. This, is, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And people join next. Next space is going to be great. I cannot still reconfirm the speakers, but I think it's going to be historic. So stay yeah. tuned. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining. 
and have an, a great rest of your day, morning, afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.